Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Amen. Thank you, everybody. You know what? Just remain standing, please. Pastor Dan kind of took my opening this morning. <laughs> I was going to have you all stand up, but uh, I thank you for, for the applause. Amen. I thank God. Would you give God another round of applause? Come on, on this Father's Day. Father God, what an amazing father. Pastor Dan, my spiritual father. I know he's a spiritual father to many in this house as well. I wouldn't be where I was at if it wasn't for Pastor Dan and my spiritual mom sitting right behind him as well. <laughs> Got to give a shout out. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Would you give our spiritual father a round of applause? Amen. And to my dad, I know he may be watching right now, but I love you, Dad. Thank you for everything you've done for me and continue to do for me. Amen. So listen, as we get started, Pastor Dan took my message a little bit. I was going to talk about the... <laughs> about being a dad, but we're going to continue to do that anyways. I want to challenge some men in here uh, this morning. Amen? I have a challenge for you, but I want to encourage you as well. But this message doesn't just apply to the men in the house. Because whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we're concerned about it or not, men, women, dad, fathers, mothers, it doesn't matter who you are, you are passing the torch onto the next generation. Amen? Whether we realize it or not, we are all passing the torch to the next generation. And that's what we're going to talk about today, titled Passing the Torch. We're going to start off in Genesis uh, 12.1. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for every dad in here, every dad online. God, every family in here that's represented today, Lord, I thank you, God, that not only have we been called to such a time as this, Lord, but that we've been given a responsibility to pass the torch to the next generation. This morning, God, I ask that your word would be encouraging to us all, Lord, that we wouldn't just be inspired, but that we would be inspired to change. And to make certain decisions, Lord, that as we look forward to passing the torch, God, we would do it in a godly manner. Lord, we thank you for today, and we give you honor on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So in Genesis 12, 1, God told Abraham to get out. Somebody say, get out. Abraham to get out. He told him to leave his country, his family, and from his father's house. God told Abraham to get out. Now, on this Father's Day, I'm not telling you to get out of your family's house. I'm not telling you, dads, to leave your families and leave your country. That's not what I'm saying. Amen. But I believe that, one, it was a test of faith to Abraham. You see, whenever God wants to work in someone's life, it usually begins with the test of faith. Amen. Right. God was trying to get Abraham to a point of dependence upon him. Right. It was a test of faith. How many remember the first time you, you gave your life to God? Right. How many how many remember the, the days to follow? Right. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it kind of got harder as I gave my life to God. Things started to go kind of like downhill or backwards when I gave my life to God and I didn't understand it. The guy that that led me to Christ, he said, uh, embrace yourself. 
And I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, for what? <laughs> what do you mean embrace myself? I thought this was supposed to be a good thing. I just gave my life to God. And, you know, it didn't happen right away. But, you know, uh, you know down the line, things started to uh, kind of fall apart. In my eyes, that's what I thought was happening. But in God's eyes, it was a test of faith. Amen? God, whenever God wants to work in someone's life, it always usually begins with the test of faith. God was testing Abraham's faith. God needed him to get out of a place he was familiar with. Right? Sometimes we're so familiar with the way life is, the way we live, the pattern of our lifestyle. And God says, no, I need to separate you from that. Right? Because God says we are transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. Amen. So God wanted to get Abraham away from his family, away from his country, away from his father's house as a test of faith. And secondly, I believe that not only was it a test of faith for Abraham, but God wanted him to depend on him, and God also wanted him to, to separate Abraham from some things. You see, God has to separate us, like I said earlier, separate us from some ways of living, from some mindsets, from some strongholds, right? Sometimes our family members... You know, no disrespect to our family, but sometimes those are the greatest strongholds that we can ever deal with, right? Those, there's strongholds there. There's, there's a, a mindsets. There's things that you do growing up, and those things are hard to shake. That's why God has to transform our minds, right? We love our families. That's just the way we were. That's just the way we grew up. That's just the way my family done it for years, right? But God wants to separate us from some things. In Joshua 24, verse 2, it says, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, your fathers, including Terah, the father of who? Abraham. And the father of Nahor, they dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. You see, God wanted to separate Abraham from his father, maybe because his father was an idol worshiper. Right? Maybe there would have been a stronghold there for him. Right. Maybe there would have been conflict in the house, conflict in the family. God wanted to separate him so he can show him something new. Yeah. Amen. God wanted to do something new in his life. God told Abraham to get out from your country and from your father's house. That word get means to leave, to depart, to run, to get rid of, to lead, to walk as a lifestyle or a pattern of conduct. You see, if God wants to work in your life, we have to leave, we have to get rid of, we have to run from some things, right? We have to shake some things off, we have to literally run from some things if God wants to do what he wants to do in your life. Amen? But I know that sometimes that can be easier said than done, right? For me, it was hard. I, at the age of 17, I had a, a drug overdose. And believe it or not, I had an encounter with God. It had nothing to do with God. Uh, wasn't serving God. Wasn't going to church. I had nothing to do with God. But I had a drug overdose at 17. And it scared me straight. And from that day on, I wanted to do something different. I ended up going to church. Uh, didn't touch drugs no more. I was serving God. I would give my life to God. I was getting uh, counseling I was doing everything that I could. I was trying to live a different lifestyle, but it was hard because I was still in the same environment, yeah, right? I was still in that same environment, and everybody around me was doing everything opposite of what I was trying to do as living a new lifestyle. 
God wanted to separate me. God wanted me to get rid of some things. He needed me to run from some things. Why? Because if you're in that environment, the same environment that you were that God is calling you out of, it's going to be hard. And most of the time we end up failing. Right? God wanted to separate Abraham. And you may be here today, too. There might be something that God is still trying to separate you from. There might be some, it may not be as big as addiction. It could be anger. It could be lust. It could be an attitude. It could be a certain uh, 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 thought pattern, right? A stronghold that God's still trying to separate from us to this day. Amen? God wants to do something new in our life, and it starts with the test of faith. It starts with God separating us from some things, God getting rid of some things in our lives. God said to Abraham, to leave so that I can take you to a land that I will show you, right? A new land. CWC was a new land for me. CWC was new for me. I've been here, uh, I believe, 13 years. Never learned how to be a dad, how to be a husband, how to be a man. As much as I have coming, coming here, that's why I applaud Pastor Dan, my spiritual father. Right. God had to get me into a different environment. God had to separate me. Amen. And I believe that God is still doing that to this day. It doesn't ever stop. We don't ever get to a place where uh, we're fully matured or, you know, we, we don't stop growing. Right. The day you stop growing, the, stay, the day you stop learning is the day you become obsolete. Right. The day you think, you know, everything. Come on. It don't ever stop. And I'm grateful for that. So we always have to have a, a willingness to learn and to continue to grow. Amen? Amen. You see, most of us want something new, but we don't want the sacrifice it takes to get it. Right? People asked me, in fact, we had breakfast yesterday, me and some of the guys. And uh, my brother asked me, uh, we were, I talked about commitment. You know, I said, if anybody asks me, you know, what's the greatest thing that you've learned over the years? And one of them will be commitment. Because... Even when I didn't want to come to church, even when I didn't want to get my kids ready, even when I didn't want to, you know, get out of bed, I still came. I stood committed. And commitment is huge to your growth. Right. You're not always going to want to do things. The day I came back to Bible college, I had the biggest headache of my life. You know, and it wasn't anything in regards to learning. I just I it was my first time leaving my kids at home by themselves. And I said, God, I, I, <laughs> Pastor Dan said, ooh. <laughs> and I had to trust God. But I had all these thoughts. What are you doing here? Why are you here? You're already serving. You don't need to be here. You know, just all these thoughts, you know, coming against me. But I stayed committed. Amen? Amen. You see, if you want to grow in your walk with God, it starts with commitment as well. Amen? Amen. There was a promise on Abraham's life, but he had to go through the process. Sometimes we settle for comfort and doing the bare minimum. But doing just enough to get by isn't good enough. Amen. I found that coming to church on Sundays and Wednesdays wasn't just enough. Amen. Right? Because we had Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday still at home. And I needed to pour, I needed to not just have, rely on the church for me to get fed and for my family to get fed as well. I had to do it at home as well. Amen? You see, Genesis 18, 19 says, For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him 
to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. Men of God today, you have been chosen. Moms, you have been chosen. Come on, this ain't just for the men in the house. You have been chosen to what? To direct your children, to raise your children. God chose you, not nobody else. One thing that I seen in the schools that was a, a, a pattern was I seen grandparents raising grandchildren. And it was tough for them. It wasn't their responsibility to begin with. Granted, I know things happen in life. There might be some special circumstance why that was happening, but I seen grandparents raising grandchildren. I seen aunts and uncles raising nieces and nephews. I even seen siblings taking care of their siblings. You've been chosen. God said, I chose Abraham for this. You've been chosen as well. It's nobody else's responsibility to raise your kids but you. Amen? I had to learn how to take responsibility. I, I, I might have not been where I wanted to be at in life when I became a father, but I had to learn how to take responsibility. I had to learn how to let go of an old way of living and, and not blame anybody anymore. And I had to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what I went through. It doesn't matter what my family passed on to me. I need to take responsibility and lead them. Amen? It's sad because I see so many parents forfeit their right to raise their kids, forfeit their right to be that voice in their lives. And then when they try, their kids are at a certain age, and it's just, it's harder. It's not impossible, but it's harder. You see, God didn't make any mistake when he chose you Amen. to raise your kids. Amen. I love this right here. It says in Matthew 1, 17, it says there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile of Babylon and 14 from the exile to the Christ. It took 42 generations of waiting and teaching before Mary conceived in her womb God's ultimate promise to Abraham. It took 42 generations for the promise in Abraham's life to come about. I love that because it shows me that God is bigger than one generation. Amen. God's promises are not one generational. And I don't know if that makes sense or if that's even the word, but I just it just shows me that God's bigger than just the promise in your life for one generation. You see, there are some promises on your life that will not be fulfilled for generations to come. If the promise on your life only involves you and your lifetime, I would question who the source is of that promise. Amen? Come on, we got to think bigger. We got to think about passing the torch. It's not just about us. It's about generations to come. Amen? David wanted to build a temple, yet he had to pass the torch to Solomon. Right? Moses wanted to lead God's people into the promised land, yet he passed the torch to Joshua. It's not wrong to have a desire from God to do something great in life, but you have to think about if even if it doesn't come about in my lifetime, God, I'm willing to raise up the next generation so that your promises will be fulfilled. John Maxwell puts it like this. He says, the best leaders lead today with tomorrow in mind by making sure they invest in leaders who will carry their legacy forward. 
We have to make sure that the promises of God will not die with us. Amen? Amen. He's bigger than that. God's bigger than that. The promise on your life, it's bigger than that. Like Pastor Dan said, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like you said, I wanted to be known for something great. When I started coming to CWC, Pastor Dan is always preaching about, you know, purpose. And I just said, like, man, I know there's something. We all have it wired in us. We all know we were created for something special. And I wanted to be known for something great. I, was, I would ask people, what's my, what's my gift? What's my talent? What do you think I'm good at? You know, what should, is it playing the guitar? <laughs> you know, is it playing the keys? What is it? You know, because I wanted to do something. I knew there was something special in me that God wanted to do. Right? And it was on that day, Pastor Dan, when we had that honor chair. And you told me that there's nothing greater than being a father. And I, kind of, I find it kind of funny that on this day I'm being ordained as a pastor, yet I understand that my main priority is my kids and being a father. Amen? The highest honor placed on a male is the title father. Why? Because he's called father. Amen? Father God. That's the highest title we can ever have. It's father. It's an honor to be a father. Amen. It's a privilege to be a father. Does it take work? Yes. Do we have to be responsible? Yes. It's not always easy. In fact, my kids are all right here besides Lori and uh, Ezekiel. They'll be here at second service. But would you guys stand up? I just want to give you guys applause. Rudy. All right. Okay. Now go to your room. No, just kidding. <laughs> Pastor Nick said, we're always yelling. And I, I looked to the side. I seen eight eyes looking at me. <laughs> it's an honor to be a father. It's a privilege to be a father. Right? There's a reward in it. I'm so glad that God changed my life so that I can be there for my kids. But it's not just about being there. There's more work to be done. Right? There's a torch that needs to be passed. You see, uh, I lost my place here. There's some things that were passed down to me that slowed me down for years, right? For 27 years, I struggled with addiction. So as you could see, after that, that, that uh, overdose at 17, I, I didn't last very long. The environment was hard. It might have been an excuse, but it was hard. I wanted to change so bad, but it was hard. And for 10 years, I went back to what I've known. I don't think we understand how important it is to watch what we're passing down to the next generation. Because I struggled half my life fighting with things that were never meant for me to fight with. Things that my parents should have overcome. Things that my grandparents should have overcome. And I love them. I love them to life. And I know that they struggled because that's what they were handed down. And it's only by the grace of God that I'm alive today to be able to pass something different down to my children. Amen. Amen. 
Listen, we have to stop passing down these things that are slowing up the next generation. Right? The Bible says to run your race and run it to win. I used to look at that scripture and think, uh, I, I'm in it for myself. I'm running for myself. As long as I win, I'm good. As long as I get to heaven, I'm good. No, I love my family, but I thought I was in this race by myself. But now that I look at it, no, I got, my, I got generations behind me. So as I cross that finish line, I want to make sure I'm passing down something that's going to help them win as well. I want to get them to the finish line as well. Amen. We have to run in such a way that we set up others to win. Billy Graham says the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. So my question this morning is, what are you passing on? Right now, what are you passing on? Is it struggle? Is it addiction? Is it uh, no identity? Is it lack of purpose? Is it an attitude? Because sometimes we can minimize those things too, right? Is it anger? What is it that you're passing on today? God wants to change that, right? Just like Abraham, God wants to change that. God wants you to pass down promise. He wants you to pass down purpose. He wants you to pass down uh, success. He wants you to pass down not uh, poverty, but he wants you to pass down a, a mentality of, I can, I can trust in God, right? I can do all things through God who gives me strength, right? I have a purpose. I have value. That's one thing, even though I'm a father, I want to pass down to my daughters is you have value, right? I've seen a lot of uh, girls in the high schools, amen, that didn't have any value, didn't have a self-esteem. What are we passing down? As I close this morning, Time Magazine wrote a report years ago, and it was about men and fathers and in this report, more than any other factor, they found that a father's presence in the family will determine a child's success and their happiness. This wasn't a spiritual report. This was a worldly report. See, even the world recognizes the importance of a father. If you look around today, you'll see the absence of fathers. And this morning, if your father was absent, I want to apologize on their behalf. If your father wasn't who the, he was supposed to be in your life, I want to apologize on his behalf. You have to forgive him. You have to let it go. Because God won't be able to fully work in your life if you don't forgive your father. In fact, you can't even trust Father God or have a relationship with him the way he intended you to if you're holding on to unforgiveness. Amen. The report said that fatherlessness is the most destructive trend of our generation. More destruction, more destructive than addiction and gangs. And this report was done years ago. Can you imagine what it's like right now? Fathers, we need to start passing down values, character, integrity, 
to our children. The greatest crisis we face today in society, it's not social injustice, racism, it's not addiction, it's not gangs, it's not crime, it's not uh, who's in the White House, who's not in the White House. The greatest crisis we face today is a lack of fathers. And on this Father's Day, I wanna challenge you, men of God, to step up, take responsibility, be the father that God created you to be. Amen. Pass the torch of promise. Pass the torch of victory. God's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for a yes. It starts with the yes. Would you do me a favor? Would you uh, bow your heads and close your eyes as we close this morning? If you're here today and you recognize that there are some things that you need to let go of, some things that you are passing down that's going to slow up the next generation, don't minimize it. Give it to God. God wants you to let go of that because he has a promise on your life that doesn't just concern you but generations to come. If there are some things and you feel it, you know it. You feel it in your heart, God, I gotta let go of this. One of the things that bothers me most is to see my kids struggle with something that I struggle with. It bothers me. Listen, if you need to let go of some things today and you wanna pass the torch of promise and victory onto the next generation, would you lift your hand with me so I can pray for you? Amen, amen. Yes, it doesn't just apply to fathers. Amen. Amen. And secondly, if you're here today and you might not even know God, you don't have a relationship with God, or you want that relationship restored, maybe like I just talked about, maybe there's some forgiveness, some unforgiveness in your heart that you need to forgive in order to move forward. Because passing the torch of unforgiveness or bitterness Anger, it's only going to have the next generation fail. So if you're here today and you maybe want to give your life online, watching, if you want to give your life to God, or you're here today, would you do me a favor? Would you raise your hand so you can accept this free gift of salvation and that you can have a relationship with your Father in heaven? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every hand that went up today. Lord, you know their hearts. God, you see the struggle. Lord, but you know, Father God, you know them better than anybody else can, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that they made a decision today to let go of some things, God, to pass the torch of victory and promise, Lord, rather than struggle and defeat. And God, I pray over every person in this room today, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, we're all passing the torch, Lord. God, I pray that from this day forward, we would have a mindset that it's not just about us. It's bigger than us. The promise is bigger than us. God, help us to recognize the things that we may be passing on that will slow down the next generation and help us to get rid of those things, just like Abraham, to run from those things, to cut ties with those things. Lord, we trust you today. 
God, and I pray for every hand that was raised for a salvation call, whether in this house or online. In fact, would you do me a favor? Would you repeat this prayer after me? The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that he raised him, God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. Say, Father, I confess that Jesus is Lord and that you rose him from the dead three days later. Today, I make a choice to follow you, to be restored to my heavenly father so that I can be a father. Lord, I thank you for relationship. You introduced yourself as father to us, which tells us you want relationship with us. Lord, we thank you. We receive you in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, let's give a round of applause to those who gave their life to God. And I, as I close, I just want to thank all of you online. I want to say happy Father's Day to you men out there. Uh, remember, you're passing the torch. Amen. You're passing the torch. Check to see what you're passing. Get it right. Move forward. Amen. As Pastor Dan always says, love God, love people, and change the world. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.